Hi, I'm Charlie, and this is TV in the Kitchen, a post-episode recap show where I'm joined by my friends Sean and Sam to break down the latest series. Currently, we're reviewing The Last of Us. Episodes will be releasing every Monday until either the show ends or there's a real-world apocalypse that prevents us from recording. Thanks for listening. Episode 7 of The Last of Us on HBO aired tonight. We got kind of a cool little backstory, like origin story, if you will, for Ellie. Seems uh, seems like the right time for it. What did you guys think of this one? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, um, I yeah, I kind of like what they did. Because, um, yeah, this is like the DLC in the game. And they kind of oh, just right. hit the highlights. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they do it correctly, like, in terms of, like, how it's done in the game. Except it's there's just, like, more content, I guess. Like, you spend more time... Because like it, it picks up in the game like she ha- it's like a, just a, the flashback goes as she's like initially caring for Joel, which is how like the episode kind of starts. Except like in the game, it goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. So like you, you spend some time like Ellie's like scavenging, like looking for medicine, like much more intensely than she than just like looking to stitch him up. Um, and then. Uh, the, you go back and forth between like her time with Riley in the mall and like their conversations and but I think they did a really good job like taking that and translating it to the screen. Um, there wasn't really any big changes at all, and we can like get into like thoughts on all the uh, everything that happened. Yeah, but I did I, wish uh... that they expanded on it in the end. I forgot that this was the the DLC. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it was cool to have. I guess a bit more backstory to Ellie and a bit more context to why her character is the way she is. I have a few complaints about the episode that we'll get into, but I thought it was it was okay overall. It was I, I guess you kind of had to pause the season a little bit to have this, but I, I thought it was okay. Yeah, that is I mean that is always it's kind of a bummer to like leave an episode on a cliffhanger and then you have to wait like a whole other that's something yeah. I feel that that was like that seems like such a typical like network television thing. Like I know I know Lost did that a few times where they like Lost yeah. would like there would be like a crazy like mid season finale or something like that, and then the next episode would kind of just be like a throwaway. And not to say this is a throwaway because I think they're they're carefully building a very particular story here, and I think a lot of these things matter, and I think it does matter in the the order they're going in. But it, in the same sense, it's like, I mean, you're kind of reaching this point at the end of episode six where Joel and Ellie are reaching this bonding point. You're like, oh, I like this. And then you kind of do away with that in the next episode. It's just, it's a little. Yeah. 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 The narrative does, it stalls a little bit. I know it does happen in other shows. I know a good example is like Ted Lasso had the coach beard episode, which I really liked. So sometimes it's nice to, I guess, go away from the story if you have something interesting to tell but yeah I, I i think it might have served it better for that reason though if they had like interspliced it with like with what she was doing but i guess i guess yeah, she yeah had going to... back and forth would have been cool but it seemed from the promo that next episode we will kind of see her taking care of joel so yeah so yeah i mean i think like that yeah another thing just about this episode in general is that it's kind of like an Ellie development and like her just like, cause we see her like the loss that she experienced, um, you know, in the past with Riley. So like, it's kind of all just like, uh, a 
reason for her to like fight for Joel, I guess, and that's kind of what they're trying to show. Um, and so she's not just gonna like leave him to die if she feels like she can save him when she couldn't have saved Riley. Did they mention in the opposite case? You get exactly. Did they mention at the start of this episode like where they are? No, but they're near. There's, there's like the trail of blood, so I, I mean, she must have been pretty close to where last episode left off. No, Maybe yeah, they're, like, miles. they're pretty close. They're I, pretty close. I don't want to nitpick on this too much, but is it like, am I missing something, or did they just like happen to stumble upon a house that had like medical supplies? They. I mean, it wasn't even like that many medical supplies. She just got like a thread to like stitch them yeah. up. But okay, right, right. Maybe I mean, in a, <laughs> okay. a needle, but no, Whatever. they, they did stumble. Matter. I mean, because they were outside, they went to the university at the end of the last episode, and then they just kind of end up in like a suburban area, so it kind of makes sense. It just kind yeah, of maybe. it feels to me like everything, like they they like kind of established in like previous episodes. Like, I think it was like episode three where they're kind of going through a gas station that kind of established that like everything had been like thoroughly looted, but I, mm-hmm. I guess it's like a minor, I don't know, it doesn't matter, yeah. Um, so let's jump into the, like, the start of the flashback. Ellie is kind of interacting with, like, the Regina George of, of Fedra school. And, uh... Yes. I, I, I thought the, uh, the line, like, you don't fight, your friends fight, was, like, an interesting, like... It kind of, it kind of felt like a sort of, like, on-the-nose, like, kind of metaphor for Ellie's arc in this, this episode of, like... She also said friends, and it seems like Ellie just had, like, the one friend... Well, yeah, <laughs> maybe she. Well, I think she. I, I think she said friend. I don't know though. Okay. I think she might have said yeah. your friend fights. That and gave me flashbacks. Like, I don't know about you guys. I do remember in like middle school gym classes, the warm up. It was always like run in a circle for like five minutes around this gym. Yeah, we never no, that, to that, do that. That stuck through. Really? Yeah. No, we always yeah. had like a warm up lap, but they were just like running laps. But yeah, that's just like that's what stuck through. My gym the, class was the just like play basketball or volleyball for forty five minutes. It was the coolest. We shit. no, that was what we went into next. It was like do this five minute run and some sit ups, and then you choose to play like basketball or volleyball. It's kind of I feel like like some like actual like fitness practice would have been useful in <laughs> gym yeah. class. Like that seems like what you should be doing, not just like having like another lunchtime. But it's a lot of useful stuff they could teach in schools but i don't know maybe they do that at federal school do we want to take like a 15 minute tangent to talk about the american education system or should we just like i think think okay (laughs) okay (laughs) so um so she gets snuck up on while she's sleeping and uh seems like uh definitely like something I, i i i wouldn't be like sneaking up on people in this world like I, I feel like that's like a way to get yourself killed like yeah, people yeah, are very true. very like shoot first ask questions later here so it's like <laughs> i don't know that seems like a bad idea but uh it was a joke it was a joke and was... in her mind ellie loved it so it's true yeah but yeah so yeah i mean riley gets into the room which is her room uh which is implied obviously with the empty bed um so kind of we get like her backstory and she's with the fireflies now and what and what i kind of liked something that they did change a little bit i guess at least from what i remember i think they they kind of talk more about 
like Fedra and the Fireflies, like in their dialogue in this episode, than they do in the game. I was wondering. About like that. Ellie seems like more offended by it, which is kind of weird. I but... guess she's like grown up at this like I don't know like state school, so maybe that's probably why, like a little bit brainwashed. But yeah, definitely that's definitely the case. But I did find it like I wasn't like bothered by it. I thought it was an interesting like uh change that they kind of made there with like ellie's attitude about the whole thing um but yeah we get introduced to riley which is i know cool. it's not a political show like we talked about this in like the first episode when i was like oh that's like an interesting dynamic are they gonna explore that more and you were just like no not really <laughs> like yeah i kind of like that it's it's interesting to me it's like an interesting little like subplot to this the story that i think uh interesting to explore more um yeah totally yeah i yeah i think it would be cool like if hbo is gonna run with this franchise it would be cool if they kind of like spent more time like with that in like maybe like earlier in the in the like post-apocalypse world where like all that stuff was kind of getting started that would have been cool and kind of sure. the fallout I've, I've read that like stuff about like oh like they're not going to go beyond the games whatever but surely like hbo is gonna see like a success and want to be like oh but what if like we made a prequel and it's like about like Fedra and the fireflies like early on yeah exactly they probably will yeah if they if like season two is a hit as well and like it's really successful i mean we can't really go i'm sure like yeah i want to say that like hbo has more integrity than to do that but i also like I, I don't know, I see AMC as, like, an almost, like, equally competitive, like, prestige TV uh, sort of network, and they're running, like, Fear of the Walking Dead and stuff like that, so you never know. Isn't that show, like, just, like, just, like, an awful, yeah. like, awful spinoff? It yeah, is a spinoff, it yeah. It is bad. weird. It's not I as know, good. I feel like The Walking Dead has always been kind of, like, even though it's the same network, I've never really held it where like breaking bad better call Saul, like mad Ben, like i've always felt it's like yeah but it was like just threw on too long like it, it started out pretty it was good. like, like a, it was a prestige show yeah the first like six seasons was, are yeah. like pretty damn great yeah yeah, yeah by like, the end those kind of i, I also feel yeah, like they kind of they... sorry go no, I was just saying like i mean i'm just i could like talk forever about walking dead like season seven they like really fucked up like it just didn't deliver it was like really hyped up and it, it fell flat in my opinion but I was um, just gonna from add, there. I was just gonna add that I feel like like even like prestige networks, it doesn't all have to be like like prestige doesn't mean that it's like some specific like standard of like writing quality and and not to yeah. say that like like The Last of Us or uh, sorry, The Walking Dead wasn't that. I, I'm not too familiar with it, but like I think them having like a big budget and just like kind of like large like event sort of T V series is also a quality of prestige TV. Definitely, yeah. Like, would we classify like the Rings of Power as prestige TV? Yes. I yeah, think. I think so. No, you're right. Yeah, like prestige TV is definitely like more than just like being a good show. Like, it's definitely like the whole yeah, because Game of Thrones dramatic, is like, like epic <laughs> prestige I mean, TV technically, but this it's, it's, it's like yeah. I guess it kind of becomes like a loose definition of like of I mean, as more and more TV shows pop up. And we we talked about about this a while back with like like uh, the age of like blockbuster television kind of being on the rise, like Star Wars shows and Marvel shows and Lord of the Rings and all that. So I mean, maybe that's like sort of mm-hmm. its own category. But 
Um, yeah, but but it definitely is coming off of that beat of Prestige TV because it's like high production value, like continuous plot structure yeah. that's like drawn out and like produced over the course of like years. And so, like, yes, you do have the blockbuster stuff for sure. And it is on like a similar production like schedule and and the plot is supposed to be similarly like dramatic and like high quality at least they're shooting for high quality yeah um, sure. but yeah it it varies I want to get into that conversation we we can uh, we'll we'll go back to the last of us now but I do want to get into that conversation more maybe as like we get some more news on on more House of the Dragon or or uh, or rings of power or maybe some some marvel show we'd want to we'd want to pick up on but i think that's an important discussion just about the state of tv right now um well let's go yeah, back totally. to uh last of us so she we we find out she's a firefly and they they kind of she she invites her out in this extravaganza i really like the like sort of the world building like them just kind of creeping through these like dark alleyways like it kind of like felt like they were in like a I don't know, like a Scorsese or like a like a Nicholas uh, Reffin film or something, and I, I <laughs> felt like it is like not the vibe you would really expect in The Last of Us, but I think it worked. Yeah, and it was a different perspective, like them being kids talking about we can't hang out at the park. Like they obviously view the city very differently than someone like Joel does, so they like knew the different spots, which was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool to see their perspective, and I liked the running on the roofs. Yeah, like kind of scene. It was like because that's like a gamey kind of action, like <laughs> running, jumping roof to roof. Yeah, but like <laughs> it was cool that it was kind of like fanfare, I guess. You know, there's not a lot of like running and jumping in The Last of Us, but you like there's a little bit. The and so, I don't remember actually, like if they do that, this like that particular thing in the DLC, but I do appreciate it as just like a video game, like kind of like fanfare sure um yeah so then i guess they come across that dead body and i don't know why i i know in the walking dead it's like you die and you become a zombie so i thought i thought the same thing for a second but i guess it was just the guy that like they don't committed suicide no yeah um yeah no you you have to be infected to become a zombie i actually wrote an article on this but there's like like they aren't they don't become infected like after death but and also it's like apparently they were very specific like on set of the show like not to use the word zombie to make that uh to to denote that okay so uh watch watch your mouth man i guess it's true because like you're not like you're not dead (laughs) do not do not disrespect the infected by calling them zombies (laughs) are they in boston they are in Boston, yeah. Yeah, definitely in Boston. I like I I wasn't exactly sure, and and then I heard like the seagulls, and I was like, oh, that's a nice little touch. I love seagulls and and not like infected seagulls. Yeah, do they have infected animals? Every <laughs> time I see like a horse in the show, I keep thinking there's gonna be like an infected horse, but maybe that's not. Yeah, like, I'd be I'd be can I'd be curious if they ever did that, but they do not. Okay. In the game, at least. <laughs> so I hope they don't do that. Wait, dude, have you seen Planet of the Apes? 
I have. Yo, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> infected. Well, well, you know for sure there aren't infected monkeys based on last. Well, episode, we don't know so. that those monkeys. I mean, there could they be infected infe- monkeys. <laughs> Uh, no, those monkeys monkey were chill. Sounds so terrifying. To me. <laughs> that cracked me up so much when I, just like saying like, "Oh yeah, like may, we probably don't know enough about monkeys to like determine if these would be dangerous enough." You're just like brought up Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. It's like told us that we have our answer, <laughs> but no, yeah. So they eventually get to the mall, um, and Riley has her whole surprise for Ellie, and they start. Going through the thing, I was entertained by the escalator scene. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was like yeah. I want to do that. I wish yeah. like I was like young enough to like just like fuck around on the escalator still. Just go to the mall and start like running. I, up the I went into a Barnes down. and Noble a couple weeks ago and I saw someone like someone's like kid get yelled at by by one of the the people who worked there for like like jokingly like walking up the escalator, the, like the down escalator. <laughs> So I guess that's, I yeah, that's not tolerated unless you're in a in a zombie apocalypse situation. No, yeah, it, it, you will it be was tolerated when I was a kid. I I did it. I don't think I got yelled at. You were. I've like, never done it. I don't think tackled to the floor by Fedra when you tried. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it was cool. Like that scene of seeing like the old mall kind of like come to life. Like all the lights slowly turned on. The different things started moving around. That was cool. Um. Yeah, I really like the the chemistry between these two throughout all these scenes in the mall was uh, awesome. I, I thought they yeah, I thought like Riley was really well cast and uh, she did a great job. The I whole think time. Uh, I mean with teen romance, it's such a like it's such a hard thing to pull off on TV without being like cheesy or or corny or making it or you know like without devaluing the connection that two like people at that age can have and i think they they did a terrific job with uh with selling that and making it believable yeah and i feel they did a good job of making it feel like there is like a history like a yeah. shared history between them so and, yeah, it was and, nice. and especially like to make uh like a like a teen romance sort of feel the same like sort of like bittersweet tragedy aspect that you felt watching like bill and frank in episode three who are who probably have like a, I mean, who have been together for years, but it's like it's like the same, like that. I I think they sold it in the same way. Yeah, yeah. Man, it is a depressing series. How many episodes have <laughs> not ended with something super sad? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's I mean three like tragic ending episodes. Yeah, there's been at least three. Tra- Wait, sorry, pause well, for four one if you include. Oh. What's up? Hold on. Oops, looks like we haven't been recording. No, we were no, recording. I, okay, it was okay. back. Sorry, something had like a pop-up window that made your volume really low. Could you repeat what you said? Yeah, I was... I think we've had four tragic ending episodes because we had Bill and Frank. Oh, yeah. We, we had the brothers. Tess. We had this. and then We had we Tess had dying. Tess. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about Tess. Oh, man, dude. Love guess... Tess. There's a more clear um, parallel with the other three, I think, and that's why I didn't think of Tess. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. No doubt there is. Uh. So. Yeah. I, but I, yeah, like we get there. I mean, yeah, they don't dive too much into. I like. Yeah, like you guys are saying, 
the chemistry is great and it, it like it showed and it didn't tell like that they had like a shared history exactly yeah which is really amazing so they they definitely killed it with um the dialogue that they chose to use and just the interactions between the actors uh, throughout the episode i thought it was really great yeah um, stuff, like, the photo booth scene like them goofing around together stuff like that was good can i can i just just a quick interjection because you use the use the phrase show don't tell and this is something that yes. i i i hark on a lot when talking about film and tv and and uh i it's something i always compliment hbo series about particularly just i mm-hmm. i feel like hbo like on a level above like most movie studios and most like tv networks just really seems to trust their audience to understand what they're laying out and there's never like with a lot of their great shows like you never really feel like you have to listen to like this expository dialogue between characters where they're explaining the way they feel or they're explaining like their actions or whatever you you always kind of just like you are led to understand these things by what they do and what they say and uh, I, I I don't know. It's it seems like it seems simple because it's it's like I remember in school that was like one of the first like rules right of like of writing is a show don't tell. But it's like it's 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 shocking how uncommon it feels that it is. Yeah. No. Definitely. And yeah, I think like it totally just like conveys the just the skill that HBO's production teams have because yeah. and the writers and. The, the directors, all of them, just like, and it's get it successful. Through. It is successful. It's... They're just so good at like establishing a setting and not just like telling you what the setting is, but like establishing the world um, in an organic way. Maybe I, I just I I think that like people resonate with shows like this too. It's like it's not like, I it's it's just it's ridiculous to me that like. This idea that like things are too complicated for audiences and that you need to like hold their hand and like explain everything to them and that they won't they won't enjoy it if if like they if you aren't like telling them exactly what to think or feel. I don't know. Just uh, yeah, Uh, the only trade off, I guess, I don't know if either of you when Game of Thrones was coming out. If uh, your parents watched it, mine like could not keep up with the characters. They'd always different. ask like, "Who's, who's that?" Guy? Yeah, that that's different. That's like a lot that's of characters. A massive, I agree with like, that that's a it's massive. It's such show. an ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With show. that, and you're, with that, I could get it. You're not only like trying to like, like okay, think about like The Wire, right? Like The Wire probably has like an equally sized cast, or or yeah. even The Sopranos, right? Like maybe a bit up, like a yeah. bit smaller, but it's like just a giant cast but it's like you're also like acquainted with the real world right like you're not like you're not trying to like meet all these characters and also like try to understand like where they live geographically what house they're a part of like what like their culture is like it's it's a totally different story with something like that but I, yeah <laughs> yeah the fantasy element definitely made yeah yeah That's yeah it's just like with fantasy worlds in general it's like an overwhelming like universe that you have to understand but even so it still, makes sense game of thrones doesn't like stop at any point to like no be like, it never hey, does like, that that's probably hey, why like, they got confused it's like like hey, jamie lannister up? isn't running around with a name tag or anything like you, you no, yeah. you're, you're introduced <laughs> to these characters in natural ways and it never explains itself and also there's like little hints like the there's like the title screen with like the map that kind of like helps you get acquainted with it but the thing is is people loved it even when they didn't understand it yeah. Yeah, totally. It's not written anywhere that you have to like understand like 
like like an encyclopedia exactly what you're watching to enjoy it like people people understand drama and they understand emotion and they yeah, can see that I in think the characters it was also like as long as everyone knew the main characters i don't think it mattered that much if you like season six came around and you remembered like who blackfish was from season three it wouldn't really affect your enjoyment all that much yeah yeah totally. <laughs> like gendry returns from rowing and it's like all the people yeah. on reddit yeah. for the past four years that were like when's gendry gonna stop rowing they like they got it but like it's still like it's, I, I don't know i think people also people know faces even though they don't even if they don't know know names yeah yeah. Okay. Right. But yes. Back to the Last of Us. Yeah. They did a great job in that element this episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah. One. So here in the middle of the small scene, they're at this arcade playing Mortal Kombat. Was it Mortal Kombat or was it one of the other ones? It was Street Fighter. Yeah, it was Mortal Kombat. They okay. were playing. I don't yeah, know that... fighting games at all. That's that's beyond me. That's... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But <laughs> they kind of cut away to show this like zombie lurking there. And it was a little bit weird to me because they did this, and then he didn't come back for like twenty minutes. John, you used the Z word again. The, the inf- there's an infected uh, <laughs> sitting there, and it doesn't come back. And it at first, I think it added like a lot of tension to the arcade. And then at a certain point, I don't know, I just kind of like forgot about him. Where'd he go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it was. I guess yeah. They really just did that for setup. Like in the game, it's way different. Like there's like a horde of of runners so they're infected that are like in an earlier stage of infection that guy was like a pretty much a full-on clicker um or close to it um and uh they're like there's a whole chase sequence in the game and then they end up being bit by like one of the two that like stick with them and this one they kind of just needed to like set up that there was one in there that was like one of the ones that was just like seeping into the walls and stuff because it wouldn't have made i don't know yeah they wouldn't have been able to do it as well if they had like a horde come out of nowhere chasing them yeah um, and that, it would have been harder to believe as like a video game to show change because like obviously in the video game you need like some people to fight to make the dlc worth like the 12 yeah, no, or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. but here it wouldn't have made sense for like the two of them to just kill like six infected yeah totally um, um, what were the canisters Ellie found? Were those like the little like grenade? Oh, those were pipe bombs. Yeah. Well, uh, that's yeah, what I seemed like some kind of explosive. Okay. Yeah. Is, did they so did they use that that term in it, or did you? Is that no, like a thing? I, I guess she was just say saying like, bomb. "Are you gonna like blow? Is this what you're using now?" She said something like that to imply that. Yeah, she like, said something about blowing up like the. She said like, "Are you gonna use it to like blow up like a Fedra thing or something?" Like, what if it, like, blows me up, she said. And then they, like, argued. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, so I just assumed, like, it's a pipe bomb. That's a that's a good problem to have. Like, what if it blows me up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think about that. And she's like, don't, I won't let them. Yeah, that was kind of, like, funny. It was, like, funny how she was, it was cute, cool that they were, like, just, like, naive, like, teenagers. Yeah. Um. In that, in this episode. But, So they got yeah. to, uh, like, the Rickies or whatever whatever store it was and i i love like a it's a detail in this season is that like music has such an important place in this world yeah totally uh, and and honestly yeah it's very different than like in the game music is not as pivotal um 
and it's cool how they're it, it's and it's easier for them to have it in a in the TV setting. So I like that they're doing that. I, I want to add on the music thing. So last week, you I I asked about Joel playing guitar, and it was like, oh, is that in the Last oh, of yeah. Us one? And you were like, I don't think so. And I like Googled it, and I was like, no, you're wrong. That was in the Last of Us one. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> I fact checked yes, again. Yes. I fact checked. <laughs> I fact check, and um, turns out that happens in the Last of Us two. Yes. It so. Does. Uh, I yeah, I was you like, man, what bet? Are, was there a bet? There wasn't a bet. No, no, the bet's about something okay. else. I also I retract that bet though because I'm probably also wrong about that now that. <laughs> so that's, can you that's retract off. the bet? I don't know if you can do that. Well, uh, there's no there's no evidence. So, um, yeah, I walked away from that and I was like, man, Sam is like supposed to be the game guy. Like, how does how is he? Why am I fact checking this guy <laughs> live on the pod? <laughs> But you were you were right. You knew your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I I just didn't have a good memory. I didn't remember a Joel guitar scene in the first game. So you know, checked out. <laughs> but but yeah, the um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, but Troy Baker. Because I'm speaking of Troy Baker, just because he's who voices Joel in the first game. He is a musician. He is in the next episode. Um, oh. And he had he is like cast as like a character in the next episode. I saw on the preview. I noticed him in it. I was like, holy shit! I did not know he was cast in the series. Um, cool. So yeah, it, it'll be cool to see. He's ca- I mean, he's cast as like a, a character in the next episode, which I, I'm curious to see how he plays it because I've never seen him act. Um, but he is amazing voice actor. He's he's like a voice actor in several games that I've played. Um, so. Oh, he's I'm in Uncharted. Excited. I was looking. Yeah, he's he plays Nathan Drake's brother in yeah, Uncharted, Uncharted 4. Arkham Knight. That's cool. He's been bad. Yeah, he's also um, he's he's Ocelot in Metal Gear Solid Five, which is a cool character in that game. Um, so yeah, he's he's a really good voice actor, especially I mean, like as Joel, like Unreal performance, like it was it was amazing. So was I'm excited not, to see him in the next episode. I was not really familiar with him. And I I kept seeing images of him, and I honestly like for the past like six weeks thought he was the same person as Seth Green, and that didn't really make any sense to me. <laughs> Seth Green, <laughs> they that's look funny. they look like sort of similar, and I was like, huh, that's funny. weird. <laughs> Troy Baker, it's funny because like Seth Green is like really small. Troy Baker's actually really tall. He kind of looks so. small just from like the first few images that pop up when you, you look. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird connection. I like I obviously knew he wasn't like the same guy that like voices Chris on Family Guy, but it just yeah. it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he seems he seems like an interesting guy though. I was looking through his IMDb and a lot of cool projects on there. So. Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for next episode. But yeah, so no, no Pedro Pascal musical interjection at all in this. Uh, yeah, which in this yeah, season. too bad. Maybe next season. Yeah, perhaps. I think it has to. It'll happen next season, and it'll be like I described it. It won't. Okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll we'll see. I guess. Yeah, he'll he'll say like, ah, oh, finally I can act on my dream of being a singer. And then and play the guitar. Ellie will laugh at him at first, and then he'll like break into song, and he'll like dance a bit, and then, then she'll be like, "What? No, I didn't. I didn't believe you, but you, that's so cool that you did that." I actually, it's like a like minor spoilers ahead, I guess, but it's like a, it's a very touching moment in in the game. So it, 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 yeah, I'm probably completely wrong about what I 
bet all of my life savings on last episode. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's okay though. It's okay. You you can you can build it back up. Yeah. I, <laughs> do you do you guys prefer uh, Venmo or PayPal? Uh, PayPal I will take cash, motherfucker. No. But but that's you guys gotta get on that. You gotta unlock that tech. I yeah, I'll I'll talk to you, you know <laughs> soon about it. Okay, let's but go back to the episode. Back to the episode. <laughs> so yeah, it was really good scene. They like I don't know what the song was. But I don't know either. They're dancing to it, they okay. kiss, they decide they're both gonna stay in Boston, and then the infected comes. Yes. The guy makes himself present what? and yeah it is funny that like he's not around for a little <laughs> while but i guess like he was like stuck to the wall yeah i guess he yeah. was was he just like spending all that time like he was just waiting getting for up to like like to solve yeah. their issues with each other so he could ruin the moment okay yeah that, that guy was fucked up and that guy's fucking pissed off about something just had to ruin their day <laughs> he's just really really mad that his like infected wife was not willing to stay in boston she's actually like moving to South Dakota for entirely separate <laughs> reasons. So it's a rough, yeah. rough day for him. So he, he took it out on Ellie and Riley. Yeah. But so, yeah, they have it actually, because yeah, like I said earlier, it's very different than in the games, but I liked the whole scene that broke out of them, like kind of like fighting him off and like struggling and mm-hmm. like smashing into things. I thought it was really well done. Like it looks very authentic and it wasn't like, it didn't. It wasn't really as fantastical as it is in the video games, where they're like running and like jumping over shit and like shooting them while running. Twenty infected. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So like, it was. It was really. I thought it was really well done. Good choreography. Are they both infected that. in the game? Yes. Yeah. So like, it ends in the exact same way. Like literally, the bites are the exact same. Like, Dude, and they... even like the dialogue is also very similar. Like they they just pull lines straight from and they just the decide to like stay together and I guess that's when that kind of leads into okay Riley dies and Ellie is fine and then the fireflies find her exactly yeah and so in the game it, it's it's the exact same thing where like they kind of end the story there like they both like agree to like not kill themselves and then it's like a cut to black like the DLC's over. And that's how their story ends in this episode too. I thought and I was, was kind really of let down by like that. that. What? Oh, really? No, huh. I know. Okay, it is bold, but like I actually, I think I say that because from the game, like I get that, like they kind of just like made the decision to be like, all right, like you know how it goes from here. But I was, I would have kind of liked to see like Riley get infected yeah. and die, yeah. like and then I'd I'd be just, fine. That would be so I thought that would have been like yeah, it would be really sad. Like, oh, oh man, oh she's she yeah. Bad. We, we I kind know. of know we can use like context clues. To yeah, no, I think yes. I we think can, we reason, can predict what happens, but I think the reason it's cut short in both scenarios is I don't think they know how to explain why the fireflies wouldn't just shoot her on sight. No, exactly. That's why I was also curious to be like maybe they can actually bring an answer to that because I thought that was kind of like a cheap way because, of. Exactly. Not connecting the dots there. It's such a consistent thing in the series with the people are like like you you get a gun pointed to before like you're asked like who you yeah, are. Yeah, and then they bring the little machine. But so it's yeah. like yeah, I just like I don't I, I I mean I guess like their method of executing this 
those the kid in like the second episode or the first episode or whatever it was where they like they it's not like they just killed him on the spot by shooting him like they probably have like a method to it so maybe it's somewhere yeah. somewhere in between like them scanning her and being like oh she's she's gotta go and then and then uh or, I, I don't know that's the way i could see it making sense but yeah, I guess, like, maybe she'd been, they find her, like, a few days later, or something, I don't know. And yeah, The reason, like, I thought they would have done something more is because the way we're introduced to Ellie in the first episode is, like, she's chained up. So it's, like, shortly after this event has occurred, and Marlene is uh... still, like, questioning her about her, like, mental capacity to see if she gets infected. Right, so I, right. I, I would have I would have expected them to actually, like, have another scene with Marlene, at least. Because, like, we didn't get that in the game, but I think it would have been more fitting because of how Ellie's introduced. And I also actually thought that maybe we would have got some more dialogue between Ellie and Marlene. Because, like, I don't think this is a spoiler, but Marlene knows Ellie's mom. And, like, I don't think they say that in the first episode. And that's not really, like, significant in the plot line that's in the game. Um, but I would have thought they would have like introduced that more because mm-hmm. I know that Ellie's mom is going to appear one way or another, like um, in like a flashback or something, because the woman who voices Ellie is cast as Ellie's mom. You so think, uh, you think Ellie's mom is at the PTA at her school? She's on the PTA? No, Ellie's mom is dead. Like oh. Ellie's mom is definitely yeah. She like dies in childbirth. Oh. But like I would have thought they would have like introduced like the idea of Ellie's mom with like a scene between Ellie and Marlene. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's not like Ellie like doesn't have like, so like I think Ellie knows about this. Um, Yeah. She has like in the game, like she carries like a note from her mom, but it's not like significant in her, in like the progression of her character all that much. Sure. Um, So, but I know they're going to do something more with it in the show because like she's actually cast as a character. So I thought they would have had like a bridge here to like introduce the idea that like Marlene knows who Ellie's knew who Ellie's mom was, and Ellie like learns about it a bit, maybe yeah, through Marlene earlier in the episode, being like, "Man, show don't tell is so cool," and then like when like a <laughs> like there's like an ambiguous ending that cuts to black. Like, yeah. Wait, <laughs> what happened? That, no, that's, that's true. Crazy. That's true. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, it is definitely like yeah, it's like a beautiful. It, it is a good way to end it, and it's like uh, it is like it's definitely like adhering to that principle in a smart way, but. <laughs> yeah, I am just always looking for ways for them to diverge from what the game does. Yeah, yeah. Um, to I make it more like interesting for me. New, yeah. yeah, but either way, yeah, it was a good way that they ended it. And they, then she gets back to Joel, and she is obviously motivated to uh, want to save Joel. And she does like a, she scavenges the house to find a thread and needle to stitch him up. Mm-hmm. I I mean that scene was gnarly. Um, yeah, yeah, that was nasty. Uh, I kind of like squirmed. <laughs> like it was, it was gross. I I like that they're doing all these parallels throughout the season. Like I mentioned earlier with uh, with uh, Frank and Bill, and then the brothers, and uh, and then Ellie and Riley. Um, I feel like this is the first time we've like directly seen the impact of these parallels and the effect that they've had on our like our main characters where now it's like she's recalling these memories and then she's like oh like that's not happening again let me like let me save my my guy and uh 
Yeah, totally. It I definitely like, like sells a lot more of the just like the depressed state of the world, and like people's relationships could just like vanish within a second. Like, I think it's sad. It's it's clever. I mean, it's it's like there. It seems like we we kept talking earlier in the season about how like how like Ellie and Jolie are Jolie Joel <laughs> Ellie and Joel are the, <laughs> are the 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 focus of the show and like. Like they're they're the cent like their relationship is like the central point of this like whole world that's been built and then but like how do you like fill time in a in a series like that where there are like two main characters and it's like there there are these offshoots and I I love that that all of these offshoots like directly tie into their char- these their character and there's like this recurring parallel of of like what it means to to be attached to someone and to want to save them and 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 how there's direct lessons that. That are are impacting yeah, our characters. I guess like that big theme of like how far will you go to save someone, and it's like all three of them, mm-hmm. that, which is cool. Exactly, yeah. and then it's like it's like they're also just like their relationship is ex- like defined by like their their past experiences with relationships with other people, which is kind of it's just like that's how life is like. I don't know, like, you go throughout life. life like having yeah it's just like relationships <laughs> are all interconnected even when they're yeah like totally disparate in, in like in terms of the actual chronological order of events like joel's history with his daughter directly impacts his relationship with ellie and ellie's history with riley is directly impacting how she's like being with joel now so it's like totally it's just like good that and like we like you were just saying, it's good that we're getting a healthy amount of that, and, and like the their relationship told through the story of other relationships is like very nice to see exactly. um, that instead of just a bunch of walking and talking. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's a de- it's definitely a different perspective on 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 uh, on relationships than I feel like you get in a lot of a lot of. Uh... A lot of media, so I'm I'm very happy about that. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it for the episode. Do you guys have any last thoughts? Um, no, no. I thought pretty pretty solid overall, and I'm excited to get back to the main story next week. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So we've got. I thought. No, yeah, I was just saying. I thought they did a good job with this one. I am highly anticipating the next episode. Is like pretty much all I have to say. I'm very curious. Like just from seeing the the trailer, I can see that they're gonna do things quite a bit differently. Um and this is probably like the highlight for me of <laughs> the, the the Joel and Ellie story. So Great. um mostly Ellie. But yeah, we'll see next week. So I just wanna just I, I think it's it's a good time for me to start ending our episodes with this because we do have t- we have two weeks left of The Last of Us and February is a short month so that's that's uh, three twelve seems like a long way away but that's that's not too far off and uh, yeah what is what is the TV in the kitchen and in, in life after The Last of Us uh, so we're gonna be starting Ted Lasso on March fifteenth and running that through the whole season. Uh, that releases Wednesday nights, I believe. I'm not exactly clear on what time that releases, so I guess the we'll figure that out. The way it happened last year, it was actually a midnight release. Usually it should probably be like a Thursday. So, 
yeah so we will see when exactly that releases and it will be our pod will be released whatever the next day is um, yeah and then we're gonna we're gonna be doubling it up so shortly after that on march 26th session starts so we'll be doing the same sort of like sunday night hbo schedule for that and I'm I'm looking forward to those too. I I'm I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe it's the final season that came out of nowhere. Yeah. That Dude, me season. too. I know. <laughs> I, thought, I was really so good. sure it was going five seasons and then there's just this New Yorker profile like succession is coming to an end. Because they haven't advertised it as like like when there's a last season, it's advertised as like the final season and this is not. Yeah, it is. You got you've got a month to go where they're building up the last season of succession. It's exactly one month away. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm yeah. excited. But let's I... let's wrap it up. There. Yeah. Alrighty. Cool. Thank you guys.